it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Oh, great news, everybody. Great news. It's Friday! Yeah, also, the ride is slowly starting to come to an end, I'm telling you. When you, uh, when you, when you, whenever you start see a big news story, like, you know, they talk about the news cycle. Whenever you have a big uh, news story, like this whole immigration thing, you have to realize it's like a, it's like a ride at the fair. You know, you get on and it starts to pick up speed and then it just goes out of control and then you're just like, oh my God, it's too much and you want to vomit. And then, uh, and then it starts to slow down and then you get off and you move on to the next ride and that's kind of where that's kind of where we are right now we're we're slowing down and here in a you know by the end of the day we should be on to uh we should be on to something else i thought it was going to happen yesterday when melania wore that cool jacket on the plane but uh but i don't know that that's going to be the next ride that we get on i think that's a ride we're walking by we're looking at it going oh that looks good but maybe you know there's maybe there's a shorter line somewhere else so we're going to go how are we? What's up, everyone? My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Mark K Show. And I'll tell you, the whole thing, the whole, and this is inevitable. This happens every time you get on a ride with the news media. Every single time you get on a ride with the news media, this is what happens. Uh, it starts, it starts off and it looks like it's going to be fun and then it just gets horrible, but then they drop it because if you look at the Drudge Report today, and I don't want to be, you know, I know a lot of people accuse uh, the media outlets and talk show hosts of just going to the Drudge Report and just reading the headlines. And there's a reason for that, because they're really good headlines and they basically cure, they do all the work for you. You know, as, I, I don't understand. People like Hannity, who have 19 producers and people writing for him and all that. And he's got like a TV studio, you know, and he's got all these like everybody. I, he doesn't need the Drudge Report. He's got his own. But, you know, people like me, who it's like me and Josh and a cup of coffee and we're trying to put, we're trying to put on a show it comes in really handy but if if you go to the drudge report there's several headlines which basically show you why this immigration issue the separation at the border the zero tolerance uh immigration policy is going to it's over the ride's over Ride's over. We're all getting off. We're all maybe we're going to stop and get a drink or go buy, uh, you know, some and maybe we're going to go buy uh, some souvenirs or whatever. But basically, it's over. The first thing is that there's a poll out. Um, the poll is from Rasmussen and the Rasmussen poll asked people, hey, who do you for this crisis? Who do you blame for this border policy and every all the separation of families at the border. Do you blame the government? Do you blame Donald Trump? And 54% of likely voters polled by the Rasmussen organization said, <laughs> said they think that the parents of the kids at the border are to blame. I mean, isn't that isn't that a unique thought? No matter how many angry reporters yelled about the president, no matter how many angry Hollywood stars tweeted horrible things about the president and his family and uh, threatened his, the president's son and threatened the president's cabinet members, no matter how many pictures were strewn across every single website and every single platform and every Time magazine, all the no matter all the hubbub and all the hype and everything else that happened. 
54%, that's over half of voting Americans, say, oh, the parents are to blame for coming to the border illegally and having their children ripped away from them. No one's blaming Donald Trump. 35% say the government is to blame, but the government meaning Congress, <laughs> not just the president, but the entire governmental body. And Congress, look, they they blew that one uh, they blew that one bill out of the water yesterday. They're supposed to vote on another bill today. Donald Trump even just tweeted, "Forget it." Forget this is exactly what I was saying yesterday. I said I said yesterday and some guy called and accused me of being a liberal. Uh, but basically, I said yesterday, the Republicans are horrible at what they do, which is coming together and solving problems. They haven't been able to do it. The only problems that ever get solved are basically by Donald Trump. You know, and yet the executive order that he signed is another thing. They they could have solved the problem at the border, but the Republicans couldn't come together to do it. They had to push back the vote to today. It's probably not going to pass. And Donald Trump said, forget it, you guys. You guys are pointless. Wait till after the midterms. He actually went out and tweeted. And instead of supporting this bill, he said, screw it. Just push it back until after the election. We'll elect more Republicans. And when we have more Republicans in there, it'll be easier for you guys to do something. So just do it. That He's basically saying, I have no confidence in the current Congress. I have no confidence in Paul Ryan. I have no confidence in any of you guys. The only way we're going to get this passed is if we get more Republicans in there. But not just Republicans, Donald Trump Republicans. Republicans who aren't afraid to take a stand, who aren't afraid to get the slings and arrows of outrageous press coverage, and aren't afraid to say, I don't care what you think. This is right. This is what Americans want from us. This is what this country was designed for. And this is how we're going to govern. He basically put forth an order saying, dear America, if you want to solve the immigration problem, guess what? We need more Republicans. So uh, if you could do that, that'd be swell. And that's basically uh, that's basically what Donald Trump is expecting to happen. So you've got this. So you've got this poll out. And, you know, as soon as a poll comes out and shows anything negative, anything counter to whatever the Democrats and the media have been trying to put forth in the press. And this is totally, I mean, when you have 54% of Americans after this bombardment of press coverage saying the people to blame are the parents, then you've got to, I mean, this is when you tuck tail and run. This is when you call, you know, if you're CNN or if you're MSNBC or ABC, whatever you call, you're sitting in New York city, you call down the board and say, Hey, all right, pack up the crews, get the lights. We're going, we're moving on. You go to the next because the people, it's not working. It's just not working. And so what you see is you see that the media is going to they're going to abandon this because they haven't been able to sell it to the people. The people aren't buying or the people just don't trust them, which may be I mean, you're not going to buy from somebody you don't trust. Right. <laughs> you're not going to look at the snake oil salesman and say, oh, give me 19 bottles of that snake oil, please. I really believe I really believe in trust that that's going to uh, regrow my hair. Trust me, it, it doesn't. Uh, so that so the poll numbers are the first thing that's happening. The second thing is the credibility of the stories that they've been perpetuating as truth are starting to crumble. You know, and. And you know, I'm not going to say fake news because they told me not to, but it's basically fake news. The girl on the cover of Time magazine with Donald Trump, the girl who was supposedly separated from her mother, we now find out from the father that there was no separation. It wasn't separation anxiety. The girl was fine. The mother put her down because the Border Patrol agents were there. She was tired. She was hungry. It was 11 o'clock at night. And she started to cry. And the Border Patrol agent said, hey, you know, what? as soon as her mom picked her back up, she stopped crying. The dad is now speaking out 
to Daily Mail and to other people, and he's saying, my wife left with it. We had a, a great marriage. We had other kids. She had a nice car. We had a, a solid job, but she wanted to go off and live the American dream. So she grabbed my daughter. I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye, and I, they, I took off. And he said the, the next time I saw her was in this photograph of her at the border supposedly being separated. But here's the kicker. They were never separated. This particular instance, this crying girl, this crying girl who was all over the media, this crying girl who is on the cover of Time magazine staring up at an evil, menacing Donald Trump figurine uh, with a red background with the symbol with the uh, the uh, the caption. Welcome to America. This girl was never separated from her mother and she became the poster child for children being separated at the border. So the story is beginning to unravel. And not only that, the story was never good anyway, because most Americans weren't buying it. And when you have a story with holes in it, when you, Americans start to realize it, and when even even the perpetual coverage isn't working, you got to retreat. You pack up the wagons and you head home and, and, you, and you start chasing the next story, whether it's whether it's what Melania Trump had written on her jacket or something else. Uh, there's always going to be a new tale for the for the press to go after. And that's what that's what's going to happen this weekend. Maybe they'll take a break. You know, maybe it'll maybe they'll even take a break through the Fourth of July weekend. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't count on that. But it looks like uh, it looks like this story's coming to a dramatic conclusion. Donald Trump is telling Congress to pack it up, to not deal with it till after November. Uh, the, he signed the executive order and and the media stories are are unraveling. So. I feel like we're I feel like we're near the end, which personally, thank God, I'm so excited about because I was getting sick and tired of talking about it. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. Coming up, we will have some week in review spelling bee. You still have a few minutes to study if you want to win some free stuff. Uh, that's on the way. Plus more of your phone calls and some open mic messages. Three four zero one zero four five is my number. My name is Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show, and you're listening to News one zero four five WOKV. That's my cue. 90, not, what, sorry, I was unfamiliar. Hey, what's up? It's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, a special announcement, by the way. It's Friday! And uh, we are we are we are coming to the end of this uh, of this quote unquote crisis at the border. I believe. I mean, like nothing's really changed. The families are going to be kept together, uh, but you're going to see less and less of it because of this new uh, because of the new you know information coming out that the media was not able to convince people that all this bad stuff at the border was really bad. Uh, also, that photo, that iconic photo now of the girl being quote unquote separated from her family, from her mom at the border. We find out she wasn't separated at all. And then her mom brought her here, paid a bunch of money to a coyote to get them here because she wanted to live the American dream. She left her. She she wasn't fleeing persecution. She wasn't fleeing a gang. She left her husband uh, and her job and her other kids so that she could come to America with her young daughter. And and the the husband, you know, was saying it was heartbreaking. I, you know, my my wife takes my daughter. I don't get to say goodbye to either of them. Next time I see it, my daughter's crying and she's all over the news. And, uh, you know, now I find, find out they were never separated whatsoever. And the child was crying because, you know, she was tired and hungry, not because she was mistreated or because she was being taken away from her mom. So, you know, it, it's a it's a false narrative. We'll go with that. It's a false narrative. It's not the way the media was depicting it once again. And so uh, it's coming to an end. You got to I mean, you got to cut loose. You know, you got to cut your losses. Everybody knows that if you're if you try to sell something to somebody and they're not buying it, then you move on to the next prospect or you find a new product. 
Um, and this new Rasmussen poll shows that this product, which was manufactured by the media, is not being sold to anybody because 54% of voting Americans believe the people to blame for children being separated at the border is not Jeff Sessions, is not Donald Trump, is not Congress, is not the zero tolerance policy. It's not even Barack Obama. It's not even George Bush. It's the parents. Because most American voters like to still, uh, you know, take responsibility for their actions and believe that other people should do the same. So if your kid gets ripped away from you at the border because you're trying to sneak over illegally, it's not anybody's fault but your own. That's what this poll found out. And the media is like, oh, crap. Now we now we gotta now we gotta go regroup. So they're gonna take the weekend. They'll be back Monday. Three four zero one zero four five is the number. Lloyd is in Hawthorne. Lloyd, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say, Lloyd? Well, thank you for your program. And I wish Donald Trump, when a news media like CNN, well, all of them, I can name every one of them, CNN, MSNBC, uh, every one of them, when they purposely lie and mislead a, a uh, you know a, a new subject like this. He needs to pull their press credentials for 30 days. It's just like what uh, the New York Times did and CBS did. Pull their credentials for 30 days and announce why you're doing it. And say, okay, hey, guys, you guys can check back in in 30 days, and let's see how that works out. And these sanctuary cities, let's take the federal funding that we give these sanctuary cities, take it away from them, and guess what? Use it to build the wall. Wouldn't that be funny? I'll tell you, the interesting thing about the press is that, and that's a great point, thanks for your call, that, you know, it's like when you get a DUI. The first thing they do is they take your driver's license away. Why? Because you, you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. If, you, if you're reporting the news under the influence, which is basically what they're doing, uh, you, if you report the news under the influence of your own bias, of your own hatred of somebody, then, yeah, I mean, why you take their credentials away. They can still report. They just have to do it, you know, secondhand or from outside the White House. Or they'll just do what they're best at and make stuff up. That's what I do. Uh, or the second thing is that when you, you know, when you look at what, when you look at the two-sidedness of this, there was something called the Fairness Doctrine. And Nancy Pelosi and Charles Schumer and Bill, they all wanted this back. It was overturned. They wanted to bring it back. And it was basically saying radio stations, you know, similar to this one, that air a lot of conservative programming. Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, uh, you know, the guy from Fox whose name escapes me. Who I, Oh, uh, you know, uh, what's the name? Uh, Fox and Friends. Come on, Brian Kilmeade. Thank you. And all those guys, if you air that a certain amount of conservative programming, you must be forced to air uh, Democratic or liberal programming as well. And they push that for years. Well, what's the difference in revoking press credentials from somebody who who reports uh, something that's not true? It's exactly the same. Exactly the same. Three, con- convince me that it's not. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. Quick break. We'll be back with more of your phone calls next. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. Show. It's Friday! And we will be celebrating that fact with uh, some beer. Oh, and also, uh, we have a Week in Review Spelling Bee. That's coming up. First, though, a couple more phone calls. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 if you ever want to get through. And we're going to go to Dan. Dan is on the south side. Uh, Dan, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Dan, you there? Dan? Oh, Dan's out? Let's go to Paul. That's all right. Paul from St. Augustine. How are you? Fine, fine. Oh, good, Paul. Yeah, I, you didn't sound fine. What's up, Paul? What do you want to say? Hey, I think the whole problem is the government, period. 
Uh, Pro- hold on, before we before we preface the problem with what? What's what? What problem are we talking about? With, with, with the immigration and everything. Oh, okay, cool. Those laws. My, my father, they're all dead. And two brothers were all border patrol and immigration service. Uh huh. And way, 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 way back when you know they they talked about this years ago. I'm 74. They'd be in their 80s otherwise. They call, but. Uh, the law, when they originally made it, was real simple. If you could support yourself, you, you had to show that you could support yourself when you came in the uh-huh. country. Then you right. could apply. There wasn't any of this ripping people away. They would just turn them around. They'd go to movie theater. I'm sorry, all the seats are filled up. It's gotten complicated. We'll throw this kid in jail. They, they come to the door and say, hey, sorry, pal, you don't qualify, and just turn them back. That's what they always did with them. Well, you know, and they still, and, and if you, here's the thing, if you come, and that's a great point, if you come to the border illegally, and I believe this is still the way it works, you have to come here and show that you can get a job. Oftentimes you have to show that you can get a job or only do a job that no other American can do. At least when my parents came, that's what, that's what they had to do. You had to get sponsored. You had to go through, you know, years of legal red tape, that kind of thing. You had to take a test. I mean, when I came, when I came here, I had to take an English, uh, uh what do you call it? English, uh, proficiency exam. And I went, I was like, uh, what, 13 years old, maybe 12 years old. And I went and I said, I don't speak any other languages besides English. And the lady said to me, then you should do fine. So I went in there and I took the test. And the last part of the test, she said, okay, this is the, this is an oral part. And she said, I want you to write down the following sentence. And I said, okay. And she said, the yellow car parked behind the blue building. So I wrote it down and I handed it to her and she looked at it for a much longer time than I thought she should. And she turned it back. She pointed at me and there she pointed at the paper and goes, what does that say? And I looked at it and I said, that says yellow. And then she read it again. She goes, and what's that? And I go, that's building. That's exactly. That's I don't speak any other languages. So here I am from Canada, American, gone through the entire process, took the test. Pat aced it, by the way, got all the questions right. And now she's like, she's like just basically telling me I have sloppy handwriting. Long story short, I got into the country. And, you know, it was it wasn't difficult because I was a child, but it was tough for my parents. And it should be tough because the, you know, American dream is is a prize. It's a reward. You got to work for it. You know, and, and that's something that a lot of people think. And that's one of the reasons why you have this. That's why the, one of the reasons why you have this Rasmussen poll that just came out that shows 54 percent of people in this country don't blame the government. You know, you're saying you do. You're in the minority. Fifty four percent of people in the in the United States, they don't even blame the media for it. They're blaming the parents. They're saying, oh, yeah, all these 2000 kids, huh? Separated from their parents at the border. Man, that sucks. You know whose problem it is? You know whose fault it is? You know who you blame? The parents. Because the parents who are supposed to be protecting their children and the parents who are supposed to be looking after their children and the parents who are supposed to be guiding their children morally are are breaking the law, are paying paying criminals, uh, you know, to, to sneak them across the border. I mean, what does that teach your child anyway? Let's start your new life by breaking the law. You know, but how about how about no? How about you start your new life by not breaking the law? That's probably a better lesson. And that's why 54% of people polled say, hey, I'm sorry, not 54% of people, 54% of likely voters, which is important. 
Because whenever you look at a poll like this, whenever you see an issue switch, it's because somebody takes a poll. And we had enough time. We had enough opportunity. We had enough photos. We had enough, you know, we had enough outrage. We had enough angry and, you know, horrible tweets from Peter Fonda. We had enough Gail King trying to drum up controversy when there wasn't any. We had enough of that. And after several days of that, they say, hey, you know what? We should now we should take a poll, see if any of this is resonating, see if it's marinated long enough, see if, if the American voting public because it's the voting public you care about. It's not the public you care about. It's the American voting public that you care about. And 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 let's see if it's uh, let's see if they're getting softer. Because when you marinate something, it's supposed to get a little more tender. And it didn't. Fifty four percent of the people came back and said, "We don't believe any of this." The problem is, the problem is that you uh, are bl- not blaming the parents, and they're the ones who are supposed to take care of their kids. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045 is the number. Dan on the south side. He called back. Dan, thanks so much uh, for calling the Marquesa. What would you want to say? Okay, we'll try this once again. On the thing with the jacket that Melania wore the other day, they need a be- better publicist for her because the jacket just answered the wrong question. If the question of the day is, what do you think about fake news? The answer was correct, but she's visiting these staging centers or whatever where the children are, and the question of the day is, what do you think about this? And so she basically answered, I don't care. Do you? And so whoever let her off the plane in that jacket should be in big trouble. The uh, and for those of you that don't, know, that's a good point. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling. The, the Melania Trump jacket thing is something that I think the media tried to latch onto. I don't know how much farther it's going to go. I know a lot of people are selling um, jackets today as a result of this. But Melania Trump is going to the border for an impromptu visit, and she's wearing a jacket that says, uh, "I really don't care, do you?" And it's it's like a green jacket, and that's what it says on the back. She grabbed it, she put it on, she's walking up on the plane, and this is the message that comes across. So a lot of <laughs> her spokesperson at first said uh, she just it was a jacket. Don't make a big deal about it. She just put it on because she needed a jacket. Um, her her husband Donald Trump, President Trump said she was talking about the fake news media. She doesn't care about the fake news media. She doesn't care about any of you people. And then uh, you know she gets to the border. She's wearing a new yellow a new yellow jacket or whatever. But then she puts the jacket back on when she flies back. And it, it, people are making a big deal about it. You know, I had a long conversation with my wife about it. Was it the best choice? No, probably not. Should somebody have stopped her and said, hey, you know what? I really don't think you should wear that jacket. Yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, does Melania Trump really not care about the situation at the border? No, because we know she famously now came out against her husband about it. We know that her with that they she famously came out and 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 forced her husband almost to sign this executive order. It was Melania who led the charge. It was Ivanka who also pressured him, said, Dad, this is wrong. And he went in and he did what he had to do. So, I mean, it, it okay. Maybe not the best choice of apparel, but you know what happened when she went to the summit with uh, Kim Jong-un or I'm sorry, when she went to the G7, everyone was complaining that she was wearing a jacket that was too expensive. She wore like a $50,000 jacket. This jacket cost $36. So she's like, all right, get me something cheaper. Somebody runs out, gets her a $36 jacket so the press won't rake her over the coals for wearing a $50,000 garment. And now she's getting raked over the coals because of what the the uh, $36 jacket. You know what? If the jacket's the biggest problem you have going on, then uh, then you're doing okay. 
You're doing okay. Uh, th- thanks so much. Thanks so much for calling. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to play some Week in Review Spelling Bee. This is where I give you a question about the Week in Review. You have to spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. Spell me the answer. And if you spell the answer correctly, uh, you get closer to winning something that's very exciting. And today, I believe it is a News 104.5 WOKV travel coffee mug. You don't even have to travel. I use mine in the studio. I never go anywhere. 340-1045. We need two contestants. Two contestants for Week in Review Spelling Bee. 340-1045. We'll play next on News 104.5 WOKV. It's the Mark K Show, and my name is Mark K. Uh, I'm so glad it's going to be colder, or not colder, but cooler. I took my son out to play golf yesterday, and we quit after nine holes because uh, it was hot. Also, I lost all my balls, and you can't play golf without balls. That's what I found out, so we had to pack it in early. But I told everyone, oh, it was just too hot. I didn't want to, you know. Also, he was beating me. So uh, when you get beat by an 11-year-old and you have no balls, you're like, there's like 9,000 other things I would rather have been doing um, in the 100-degree heat. Uh, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Hey, speaking of games, uh, let's play the Week in Review Spelling Bee, shall we? It's going to be very exciting. Yay. Uh, We have two contestants, both of whom are ready to play and hopefully win. First is Tia from Jacksonville Beach. Good morning, Tia. How are you? Good, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, T. Are you uh, are you in the need of a News 104.5 WOKV travel coffee mug? Yes, I am. Fantastic, bro. You've come to the right place. Hopefully you can win one. You're going to be going up against Bill today. Uh, Bill is in Arlington. Bill, thank you for calling the Marquee Show. Are you ready to play, too? Yes, sir, I am. I need a mug right. really bad. I was looking at one this morning, Mark, as a matter of fact. Oh, man. Were you really? All right, well, hold off on that purchase because we may be able to save you a couple of bucks. Uh, here's how this works, lady and gent. I'm going to give you a question. Instead of telling me the answer, you need to spell me the answer. If you spell it correctly, you get a point. If you spell it incorrectly, your opponent gets a chance to spell it correctly for a point and steal. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game gets the coffee mug. You guys got it? Okay. Yes, sir. All right, perfect. Tia, we're going to start with you because... Well, that's how we do things around here. Uh, are you ready for your first question? Here we go. Listen carefully. Earlier this week, President Donald Trump directed the Pentagon to create this new sixth branch of the military. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. S-P-A-C-E-F-O-R-C-E. Space, Space Force. That is correct. Ah, and nicely. By the way, yeah, my daughter a... wants to join because she thinks they're going to have really cute uniforms. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> well, if Donald Trump's still president, I'm sure they will. Hey, <laughs> that's yeah. good. Uh, Bill, are you ready for your first Maybe question? Maybe Melania can design. Maybe, yeah. I really yeah. don't care. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bill, here we go. This actor is being interviewed by the Secret Service because of threatening tweets he made about Baron Trump. Spell it. Don't tell it. T-E-T-E-R-F-O-N-D-A. That is correct. Nice job, Bill. Nice job. You guys are tied one-to-one. All right, Tara, you ready? This is your, or Tia, this is your next question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. This FBI agent was, was escorted from the FBI office early this week, but not fired. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. P-E-T-E-R-S-T-R-O-Z-K. I'm sorry that is incorrect, but that was a valiant effort. Bill, uh, can you spell it? Uh, P-E-T-E-R-S-T-R-U-C-K. 
I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It's P E T E R S T R Z O K. You said O Z K Tia. You were very close. No points awarded. Bill, are you ready for your next question? Yes, sir. Protesters verbally assaulted this Department of Homeland Security chief while she was having dinner at a Mexican restaurant this week. Oh, I know her name, but I can't. I can't remember it, Mark. I'm going to have to pass on that. Oh, you're going to pass. All right, you got a free steal here, Tia. Protesters verbally assaulted this Department of Homeland Security chief while she was having dinner at a Mexican restaurant. Spell me the answer. Don't tell me the answer. K-I-R-S-T-E-N-N-I-E-L-S-E-N. Very close. You missed the all-important J. K-R-I-S-T-J-E-N. That was a tricky one, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. It's still a tie game. And Tia, you get the next question. Are you ready? Ready. This talking gorilla who learned how to speak sign language died yesterday at the age of 46. I don't know. Bill? Um, I don't know. I'll guess um, B-O-B-O, Bobo. Bobo, I'm sorry, it was Coco. K-O-K. Oh, so close. That's all right. Listen, good news. We don't have time for any more questions, so you guys tied at one point each. We'll give you both a News 104.5 WOKB Travel Coffee Mug. Congratulations. Yay! Great. Everyone's a winner. It's like the worse you both did, the better you both got in the end. Hey, listen, everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll be back Monday with more of the Mark K Show. Stay tuned for news and wrestling bots next on News 104.5 WOKV. Space Force. Yeah, Space Force.